What's up, Dirty Benches? I'm JD. And I'm Patty Popcorn. And we are the host of the Old Dirty Benches podcast. If you came here to listen to two women shoot the shit and talk about stuff we are not qualified to talk about, then you're at the right podcast. On ODB, we talk about white-collar crime, which costs the country upwards of 300 to $600 billion every year. Unacceptable. White-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. Occasionally, we may sprinkle a movie review in. Our theme song is performed by Good Co. You can find them on YouTube, and don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a review anywhere you stream your podcasts. So gives us a listen. What's up, Patty? <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah. And you? Me. You know, white collar crime, podcasting, <laughs> damn A little bit of this, little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to, should we even like mention our little, uh, take our episodes off, put them on, now they're all mumbo jumbo. Oh, that'd probably be a good anything? idea, but... Um, by the time At people start point, listening to the new season, they're going to be matter. like, oh, they fixed it. Okay. But yes. It's been, a, it's been a struggle, everyone. <laughs> okay. Again, old. Old. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, not too good with the technology. <laughs> I disconnected from our previous hosting website and <laughs> switched it over yeah didn't do it correctly and then now i'm trying to get our new well it's not really our new because we use it to create our episodes but now they also allow hosting too so i've been working with them feverishly <laughs> to try to fix the problem <laughs> and we're in the new year and we still haven't figured it out but they actually had to get their engineers involved that's how bad this mess was and they it was so funny because yesterday we were going back and forth and they were like oh thank you so much for like being so patient and I was like, You're like I, thank you yeah I was like I literally created this mess <laughs> and like broke this system so I really appreciate was it their the way that you service. shut it off or what yeah I think so how would you know you I wouldn't know but I told them I was like I really don't know what I'm doing so and I'm sure like a high percentage of people that do podcasting don't. 100%. And I'm hoping, because they're fairly new, too, at the hosting stuff, that they'll so take... they'll be like, oh, we've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> they'll take my example and maybe, like, grow from it and then add maybe some fail-safes or something. Or, yeah. And they'll call like, it the JD. Facts. <laughs> Frequently asked. Fuck-ups. Yeah. Fafs. So, Onward even, and upward, everyone. Yes. We can only get better, right? <laughs> You'll probably see... A lot of our older episodes, like they released in 2023, but they actually came out in 2021. <laughs> right. And they're not in order, really. I was like, list- looking for uh, for the love of Liam, but only one part's available. And then I'm like, but where's the other part, though? It's so messed up right now, dude. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, well. <clears throat> yeah, so. You know, it's quirky like us. Correct. Hopefully, I mean, all you can do is laugh about it. <laughs> And again, it's for fun. Yeah, this is a hobby. I mean, <laughs> I hope our listeners don't get mad, but <laughs> we're trying our best. Yeah, we're trying to get it together. And that's so all we can do. It's kind of like when you're going through menopause <laughs> and you're like, there's nothing that can control that. I nope, say it just it's rolling over you like waves like a from big the ocean. menopause belly. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't stop it. You so can't. you just got to roll with the punches. That's right. And then roll like, with the rolls. Everything's normal. <laughs> System negative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean positive. Whatever. So okay, uh, today. <clears throat> yes, we are going to be doing a white collar crime right. on Carlos Rafael, who's also known as the Codfather. <laughs>
that's really she just wanted to say the codfather i can't i haven't i've been waiting for like two weeks to say that <laughs> she kept saying oh let's do it on the codfather <laughs> okay so uh, my father is no different from any other powerful man that's an easter egg for you okay uh first off and he's not really my dad that's from a movie um i didn't know how much money can be made from the fish industry but apparently it's very lucrative okay moby dick can bring you about 5.3 billion in 2013 that's what some of the studies had shown and um the fishy crimes of carlos rafael uh came across my podcast desk because came across your algorithm <laughs> because we were watching a Netflix docu-series called Rotten uh-huh. and they were talking about some stuff that's going on in this industry and Carlos was discussed briefly and then I decided well let me go out and check this dude out and found out that man he's pretty devious so he has, like, lots of cool nicknames, though. Oh, yes. Tons of them. My favorite, though, was the Codfather, like the fish. <laughs> but there's also Waterfront Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> or Oracle of the Ocean. Oh, yes. sounds kind of cool. I really like that one, but the best would probably be the Codfather because he operated like he <laughs> the was Codfather, a mafiosa. The Codfather, I don't know. That just reminds me of, like, those Charlie the Tuna commercials for some reason. <laughs> <Charlie>. <laughs> Come on, Starkist. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> With his handkerchief <laughs> around his neck. Oh, my God. I don't know why, but that's the vibes that it gives Come me. On, starfish. Starkiss. Star He's like a smoker, too. Didn't he have like a cigar I, I or something? I think so. Like, like poking what? out of his <laughs> Is that when Darren Stevens was running media? Oh, my God. With Larry Tate. Ooh, I'm reaching way back. I the, know. This is sponsored by the old in our name, okay? That was bewitched for people. <laughs> you probably watch it on Nick at Night. Yeah, I think they still have the reruns going. So Carlos's boats cruise around the New England fisheries. um, It's the point to say Carlos was a bit of a scumbag right out of the gate. Oh, yeah, 100%. He was like, we don't need laws. What laws? (laughs) Certainly these don't apply to me. Basically. Uh, All of his boats were adorned with his initials, which were CR, Carlos Raphael. A lot of the other fishermen in the area didn't like the Codfather because huh. at the time he had earned. He's a dirty scumbag. Yeah, he's a he's not. We like to reserve the name Bench for ourselves or other cool people. Exactly, he's no um, Bench. No, he's a. Uh, he's a freaking tax evader. <laughs> he's a price fixer. Yes, he is. He's all of those things. Um, so he had eighty percent of the quota, which was set by Noah. So and he called himself a pirate. So he did call himself a pirate <laughs> often, very often. Shiver my timbers. So Carlos was born in the Azores, which are Portuguese islands yeah, in the Atlantic. Have you been wanna, there? No, I want to go there. Yeah. I know we do too. Uh, my spouse has been to one of the islands out there. Sent some pictures back, so I have seen what it looks like from his vantage point. Okay, pretty cool. There was a lot of turmoil going on when he was growing up, and his family decides that they're going to send Carlos to a monastery. But he that starts out well. Yeah, he starts a gambling ring there. <laughs> Just kidding. He didn't do that. Um, I was like, he did? I didn't read that. I'm not surprised, though. <laughs> no. I totally believed it. But he was having some trouble some behavior trouble so him and his family decide that they're going to immigrate to the united states or the use in 1968 <laughs> the use and welcome end up- to the use <laughs> the use welcome to the use <laughs> how can we help you i'm going to use you for your labor <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. oh my gosh he ended up working at a fish processing plant mm-hmm. as a young carlos and he quickly rose through the ranks uh rumored to never have spent one moment on a boat catching fish and then he eventually started his own company he bought his first boat in 1981 and kept doing so until he owned about 40 vessels dang yeah that's an empire basically all right so let's get into a little bit of nerd talk here's a little backstory on the setup of the fisheries in the area and i think it's important that we discuss that 
mostly because... So you can explain the scam? Yes, how he was able to dominate this area like he has been. So uh, this is something that I actually didn't know until after watching the episode Rotten on Netflix. On the East Coast... I know they're they're always making me smarter. Good old Netflix. We learned a bunch about syrup, and now we're going to learn about fish. Yeah, about cod and other species over there in the the ocean. Okay. (laughs) So on the East Coast in the Mid-Atlantic, there used to be a lot of fish going, fishing going on, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot. Back in the uh, the good old days. (laughs) The good old days. The 1980s. Yeah, so much so that scientists and other experts were worried that we would overfish the area. Mm-hmm. So during the 60s and 70s... Well, I want you all to know that I'm doing my part by not eating that disgusting <laughs> seafood. So that's more for you. Please well, continue. I eat a little bit of fish. Um, <laughs> yeah, who goes to a steak place and orders catfish, though? <laughs> what? First off... Three out of four of us... <laughs> order fish at a steak restaurant. Oh my god. And I'm t- That's give true you a like tip all three that of us. I did not cuz I'm not insane. <laughs> Please continue. First off, I was like, "What?" <laughs> First off, I was going to order ribs, but I and have then, not had catfish in so long and I love catfish and I seen it on the menu and I was like, I want to order some catfish. So and um, denied. But they yes, were out. We were at a because steakhouse. Like, Do you know this is a steak place? What are you doing? <laughs> I feel like other people were probably ordering catfish. So I was huh? like in good Cleared company. It out. Anyway, that okay. just made me laugh. Yes. Please continue. Good point, by the way. Okay. Um, so during overfishing the, during the 60s and 70s, <laughs> over the 60s and 70s, foreign fishers were coming over to fish the area. So people from other countries. And as like a result, Canada or Russia, um, Japan, China, oh, okay. like they were oh. all bringing their ships over and then fishing in our, our ocean area. Dang. Even though it's, it's not privatized, right. it's all public, right? So international waters, everyone. Yeah, correct. Uh, as a result, though, our federal government enacted <laughs> the Federal Fisheries Conservation and Management Act, or FCMA. This law was originally enacted in 1976 and was previously known as the Magnuson Stevens Fishery Conservation and Management Act. Oof. Okay. Yes, a lot of a lot of words. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because words. Yeah. <laughs> this federal mandate only allowed American fishers in the area. So they kicked everybody out. They also in- introduced. Uh, <laughs> I said dibs. Yeah, this dibs. is ours, dibs. <laughs> is ours. That's that's how we roll here in the ooze. You see this? <laughs> the ooze. In the use. This 200 mile area in the use off limits to everybody but right. Americans. We licked it and it's ours. Okay. So American first. Shove off. American only. Okay. All right. So. My uh, country <laughs> So the federal government also introduced loan programs that made it possible for people who weren't previously in the industry to join. Okay. Yeah. So this actually caused a huge increase in the amount of boats that were operating in the area. That should help the overfishing. Right? I know. So the federal government oversees the program through the agency known as National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. NOAA. Mm-hmm. Better known as NOAA, which is a part of the Department of Commerce. So NOAA sets standards by which fishers have to operate. And that's weird that it's NOAA. Huh. Uh huh. In that 200 mile nautical region, which includes Portland, Maine, Gloucester, is that how you say it? Or Gloucester? I don't know. Gloucester? I don't know. Glue, Boston, know. and New Bedford. Boston Chester? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Gloucester. Honestly. Is it Gloucester? I think I'm looking it up. I know. I failed to look it up when I was taking my notes, but. Well, I know, like, I'll look it up. Go ahead. And you probably got to use a Boston accent. I don't know. So uh, they have reenacted this law several times now for sustainable fishing. The New Bedford area does about a billion 
dollars annually in this industry alone right boat crazy that's what i was thinking i was like maybe me and patty should get our own boat how do you pronounce gloucester gloucester a gloucester gloucester (laughs) the c silent okay Okay. all right cool no gloucester gloucester a lot of the fish that gets fished out of this area actually gets shipped all over the world okay Since we're a global market, we began importing a lot of fish from different countries. And experts say it's about 94% now. That we import? Yes. Dang. Right? Isn't that strange? Yeah, why? I don't know. Huh. So, according to NOAA's website, the standards were needed for various reasons and have done the following since they were instituted. They strengthen requirements to prevent overfishing because some of the fish... Right, but if you're buying that much from somewhere else, who's (laughs) they're getting over fish somewhere? Yeah, right. Just the little dibs part, we're good. (laughs) But everyone else can fish like till there's no fish left. Yeah, it seemed like it was ass backwards. Everyone, let's just eat Mrs. Paul's. Okay, I'm sure. Fish sticks for everyone. (laughs) Oh my god! So I know my spouse is part of the overfishing. Oh, yeah, he he definitely likes to fish and he eat fish. Sure so. so they set standards for fishery management plans to specify objective and measurable criteria, uh, which is a lot of word wizardry that means they control your boat size, equipment, and the type of species you can fish. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, they really controlled how many days you could be out fishing. So here in Washington, it's like fish and wildlife, right? That does that? Uh, I believe so, yeah, that actually overseas. They shut down certain areas. But what I was reading, though, the way that we control it on this side of the use is different from the way they control it Uh over there. I don't think no is involved in it at all. No. Mm -mm. Okay. Okay. So uh, they control how many days that you can be out fishing and how much you catch. Okay, right. then Noah starts to think their standards aren't really working, and a group known as the Environmental Defense Fund <laughs> begins to lobby to add quotas mm. for each or for catch shares, essentially. They have basically privatized a federally regulated industry. That's essentially lobby. what they've set up here. So bad. I can't see any problems with this. So under catch share systems, scientists determine the total allowable catch, which is a limit to how many pounds of, say, like flounder can be extracted annually from New England waters. Managers then divvy up slices of that pie to local fishermen who are typically free to catch their slice or sell it or rent it out to competitors whenever they see fit. So... Think like caps on your fishing uh-huh. and then being able to trade those caps to somebody else. Right, or like when you get, when you want to go hunt. Fishers receive tiny slices often. They often end up having no choice but to sell to the big guys because they don't have the funds to keep up. This really kicked out a lot of the small businesses and made room for bigger groups who had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And some say As capitalism does. Yep. Some say it's working, but in places like the Gulf of Mexico, there's just what they call 55 sea lords because they implemented something similar that own the rights to three quarters of the right, red so it's snapper. Like the billionaires that just like the one percenters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yep. Uh, so they have 55 uh, overlords and then 500 fishermen that are competing basically for scraps. So the similar setup is over there now in this area. Yeah. So after part of the Atlantic clam industry switched to catch shares, a single company gobbled up 27% of the pie that was down in the Gulf of Mexico. So something similar. Well, you know they're like paying people off, right? Oh, 100%. So uh, I'd also like to point out that EDF is backed by corporations like Walmart, the Koch Brothers, Intel. It's Koch Brothers, isn't it? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I've always said Koch Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) The Cod Fathers. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Locally, they have used, uh, they used to have about 1,500 operations or um, fishermen, women out there. But now they only have about 
350 with 80% of those fisheries going out of business. So they've really like decreased the amount well, of people that are fishing. What's going to be, I mean, how could this go wrong when you have a, essentially a monopoly? I'm sure it's going to work out great for everyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> some of the experts, like the scientists and stuff that were on there, were like, look, you know, we thought that they would be able to self regulate and they wouldn't be greedy, but. How many times? Do we have to figure that shit out? I don't know. That A, they're not going to self-regulate shit. And B, they're not going to do the right thing because it's the right thing. I don't get it. Yeah. We're always going to get the two well-known characters of greed and corruption are going to show up. Right, and they're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) I'm going to do what makes me the most money. I don't care if the planet's going to die. Oh, well. I'm an old white dude. As long as I'm I don't rich have much time left. And I die that way. I'm Ugh, all good. Infuriating. The federal government uh, essentially establishes a group that advises their agencies, shows them how to dipsy doodle and get their money. <laughs> no. Okay. No, they're actually supposed to do real work, uh-huh. but they comprise of like local governments, uh, <laughs> scientists, representatives, and um, from like the fishing industry, etc. They're all supposed to show up and have a say in what happens while they set these regulations. Of course, we all know what happens. Like we said, the greed and the corruption show up and then people get paid off. Right, and then bye. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So uh, good old Carlos was always part of the industry. And by the time catch shares showed up, he started with 9% of New England's total. Wow. When fishermen left because they were no longer making a profit or drastically cutting revenue, he bought up their permits or leased shares to himself. So... What? Yes. Leased him to himself. Oh, yeah, dude. Double dipping. Yes. (laughs) But, like, what's the point? Yeah. Is it, like, a money laundering? There's some... There's just... Like, he's got his hands into so many different aspects. Like, there's a lot of conflict of interest happening with his particular business interest. So, Noah was supposed to make it so that they limited consolidation of the markets where... um. For any one person to have the lion's share, they wouldn't be able to do that. They never actually implemented. But they could do like shell companies and so you wouldn't know the one person. (laughs) Is that what's going on? No, they never actually implemented any type of controls. Like there was a lot of lobbying going on behind the scenes. And so we need no lobbies. I know, man. So much bad shit goes on because of lobbies. When they finish. I reckon that this might be another episode that we could put on the board of suspects. Should anything happen to us? I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) They might come for us, Noah and the rest of them. Sleep EDF. with the fishes. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so uh, because they didn't implement the controls when these agreements were put in place. Right. Then the horse was out of that barn. Yep. Carlos ends up cornering about 80% of the vessels there. Oh, my God. The Codfather controlled a significant portion of the waterfront so that many of the locals depend on his business to keep them afloat. So it's said that he has pictures of, like, Tony Montana, Scarface in his office. <laughs> That's he, a good person to <laughs> look up to. He called the smaller boats mosquitoes on the balls of an elephant. Oh, he also <laughs> He also often referred to his much smaller competitors as maggots. Bada bing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So. Forget about it. <laughs> about it. Carlos was no stranger to run-ins with the law. In the 1980s, he was sentenced to prison for six months for tax evasion. In 1994, he was indicted and acquitted for price fixing. He constantly violated federal regulations. And you know he probably paid off the jury or something. Oh, God. Or threatened them. You want to sleep with the fishes? (laughs) Here's Uh, my Tony Montana picture. (laughs) (laughs) He had even been caught one time with a gigantic tuna on one of his boats. I which was that is just my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Total no-no. So agents and the locals have been quick to point out that he's been in trouble numerous times. He's a great guy. I think we can all agree. <laughs> 
No, actually, a lot of the local fishers hate Carlos. Right. They can't Duh, stand Because they're like, you freaking cash grabber. Yep. He's been prosecuted a total of three times before any of his other shit went down. And he made millions of dollars. So he decided that in 2015, he was going to sell his company. That's when three men appeared <laughs> at his warehouse one dark and stormy night. He said, and I quote, I'm going to make them an offer they can't refuse. Uh, he was really all in on the Godfather. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh. So uh, two were members from the uh, Russian mafia, and one man was said to be their stockbroker. <laughs> oh, this is my cousin. <laughs> And the other guy was Vladimir Putin. Can you believe that? <laughs> Good old Vlad. <laughs> Putin. He's everywhere. Everything and, all at once. Yep, he sure is. <laughs> and yet, he's missing. Just kidding. <laughs> so Carlos told these shady fellas that his business was about, it was worth about $175 million. Which was more than eight times what he told the IRS. Of course. Um, the Codfather openly bragged about how he sold his fish under the table to some schmuck in New York. He titled it The Dance. This is where he would submit a falsified document to Noah. So basically, when you go out to fish out in that 200-mile radius, whatever you catch, you have to write on this report. Right. the catch card. Yep, and mm-hmm. submit it to them. Mm-hmm. He also kept a separate document that included the true identity of the fish. Bada-bing! So he... Wait, what? Say that again? <laughs> so he had two he would... separate documents. So he actually had, like, the truth. Yes. What is he doing? It was called the dance sheet. Oh, Lord. I don't know. I guess that's how they kept track of what they actually had versus what they falsified to the federal agency. I hope he has a shredder. He was like, forget about it. Uh Forget about it. (laughs) So... He didn't keep no shredder, dude. That's how they uh that they That's used, how they busted him. They I'm used sure. all those documents Stupid. when they went to court. Stupid. <laughs> oh my god. So put it in a notebook called homework or something. <laughs> <laughs> my, my secret double secret and how journal. About dream journal. <laughs> they wouldn't look in there. Scarface journal. <laughs> yeah. Tony Montana. How my to be true rich love. and powerful. Duh. So remember how we talked about quotas Mm -hmm. that Noah had added. So if you go over your quota, you can actually buy another business's quotas, but you have to report the species and weight each time you return. But Carlos, being the great guy that he is. Being uh, Carlos. Yep. He owned both the boats and the seafood dealer. So when he was selling shares, he was selling to himself the entire time. So he exploited the system by misreporting, misrepresenting the catches for that day. Sometimes if one of his boats caught a species that had a low quota or they were not supposed to catch because they were told exactly what they were allowed to catch, Mm -hmm. he would mislabel what it was and call it a more common species (laughs) that had a high catch rate. Right? (laughs) Carlos. He would allegedly buy fish from his own boats at low, incorrect prices and then sell them for cash at the premium price. Buy low, sell high. It's not personal. It's strictly business. Right. I know a rat when I see ones. (laughs) I've seen it all and done it all. Oh, God. He actually said the last part. A sheriff deputy was even in on some of his schemes and helped him smuggle cash out of the country. Deputy Antonio Fritas, also from Portugal, worked for the Department of Homeland Security. He would use his security clearance to assist Carlos when he went to the airport. Apparently, if you transport money out of the country and it's over $10,000, you have to report it to the feds. Uh-oh. The loophole is you Unless give... Unless your name is the Codfather. <laughs> <laughs> the loophole is you get like four or five wise guys and divide the cash up then you don't have to say it each take the cash in a duffel bag to your destination capiche 
This is known as structuring. Yeah, hair will be segmenting. <laughs> like for contracts, if you can't go over without bidding, you know, they do mm-hmm. like small ones. Yes. Same thing. Yep. So. It's all the same, people. Don't be a scumbag. <laughs> I mean, the lack of policing basically allowed Carlos to run They had back. an inside guy mm-hmm. that was like, I got you, Carlos. Uh-huh. And he, he was did. literally showing up at the airport when he was ready to transfer his cash back to Portugal. He would have an envelope full of money to give to Tony, and then he would hand that <laughs> off, and then they would go through their little rigmarole. Wow. I mean, he basically told his little co-conspirators, the new people that he wanted to buy the business, he was telling them all of his dirty shit, here's all like, of his here's deeds. Here's how you do it. Yep. And even saying... Like, Police! <laughs> even saying... Speaking to my flower. <laughs> you see this pen right here? Can you look into it? Yeah, say that louder. <laughs> I think the ink okay, is running go loud. ahead. He was even saying that if he was anyone else, his opposition would be sleeping with the fishies. I bet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He really thought he was a mafiosa. He's something. So he worked with his new gang for about eight months, telling them that they would never find a better laundromat. Yeah, money launderer. Mm -hmm. Then on February 26, 2016, uh, the feds arrested Carlos in one of his warehouses. He was like, huh? <laughs> Surprise. He's like, he's like, Richard, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Carlos gets out on a one, uh, $1 million bond. I know, one dollar bond. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then, of course, what's interesting is that he had listed all of his businesses or companies at the same address. So all of them were at the same address, even though they're titled something completely different. While out on bond, he continued to purchase vessels and illegally fish. Authorities had difficulty trying to figure out which company was involved because they're all at this one address and everything's getting funneled or centralized to one place. Yeah, you'd have to be pretty freaking organized. Oh, yeah, man. So he was indicted on 27 counts of fraud and other charges. Raphael was sentenced to 46 months in prison in September 2017 after pleading guilty to 28 offenses, including conspiracy, false labeling of fish, bulk cash smuggling, tax evasion, and falsifying federal records. Raphael was assigned to the Federal Medical Center Devons, a federal prison for male inmates that need specialized or long-term medical or mental health care. He settled the federal government's civil claims against him for fishery violations, including misreporting and underreporting uh, ground fish in August of 2019, which required him to pay a $3 million penalty and permanently give up all commercial fishing. He had to give up his assets, which allowed for others to buy the vessels and permits he once owned. EDF, for their part, was encouraging investors to take ownership. So basically, like, stock market folks, go ahead and invest in this fishery company. And let's see how What it could goes. go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so Tony was sentenced in 2017 to a year in prison and three years probation for his work in the whole scheme. I saw that Blue Harvest Fisheries, which is a seafood processor, with a facility on McArthur Drive in New Bedford, purchased 12 of Raphael's ground fishing vessels and 27 of his permits in February and said those vessels with their permits would be staying in New Bedford. So they're a New Bedford company. They purchased up a lot of boats and stuff, and they're going to keep it there. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah. In September of last year, New Bedford-based Quinn Fisheries announced it had purchased six of Raphael's 11 scallop vessels. Another four of Raphael's vessels were sold to three individuals, according to a source close to the situation. One of the prosecutors called the sales to Blue Harvest Fisheries and Queen Fisheries an incredible outcome. And I quote, because both of these firms are incredibly reputable and they will create jobs and they will fish responsibly, end quote. Let's hope. We have no idea. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> on, on, R.I.P. Fish. <laughs> yeah. 
crazy. <laughs> On April 30th, 2020, he was transferred to community confinement under the Philadelphia Residential Reentry Management Office. He was then released in 2021. However, while in prison, his family and attorney proposed an over 55 apartment complex to the Dartmouth Planning Board last fall. They also purchased the Hawthorne Country Club and most recently the former Merchants National Bank in downtown New Bedford this January. So he got fined $3 million, but whatever money he was smuggling, I guess, they used to get okay. into property management stuff. So. Okay. I don't know how you feel about that, but I was like, hmm. So in 2015, the council finally capped ownership of catch shares to 15.5% as a result of what Carlos did of the total quota. However, there still isn't a constraint on how many pounds they can rent from their peers. So to put this in perspective, the West Coast caps the total quota at 2.7%. Oh, yeah, much lower. Much lower. That's where I was saying, like, over on the West Coast, it's more regulated and done But also, like, I don't know what's, um, like, native tribes on the East Coast. Because I know that plays a factor here. Yes, it definitely does. Because they're trying to protect and they get, you their know, salmon. First and, dibs, as mm-hmm. they should. Yes. And so that affects greatly what happens here with stuff getting shut down mm-hmm. or whatever. And they usually sit at the table when discussions are going mm-hmm. on with regards to the land and mm-hmm. what's going to happen to it to try to conserve right. the environment. But yeah, I thought it was vastly different between what Again, was happening over here and over um, there. We need to get rid of lobbying because... It's just not good. Well, some lobbying is positive, but then you also have some money-hungry people that are involved in the process. More of it's negative. Yes, that muddy up the waters. good. And then we see stuff like this happening. This is my, I guess, I don't know, PA warning. Uh, some of the fishy, fishies out there are still not doing great, even though they're trying to conserve um, fish like cod. The fish breeds, you Yes, mean? the yeah. species. Cod is what's known as like the money fish because they, they're dwindling, the supply's dwindling, so they cost a lot of money in order for you to buy them. Mm. I wouldn't know because I really don't eat that much fish. Same. But uh, <laughs> the environmentalists, the scientists and stuff are like, we still need to try to regulate what we're fishing. Otherwise, we're going to run out. But right. what stood out to me throughout this whole thing, besides Carlos being a douche, was that <laughs> we are importing much of the fish that flood our grocery stores. And we're not really eating the fish that come right. out. That's of, weird. Yeah. I couldn't. I was like, okay, I could go out there and try to research this some more to include it. But, but I'm good. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole yeah. and, and spend That's too much weird. more time on that. But yeah, and a couple of the scientists were like, look, you know, we import this fish. And sometimes, too, like, we'll fish our water, send it overseas. They do whatever they're doing to it. And it's not regulated like it is here in the United States. Mm -hmm. And then they send it back to us and their packaging and stuff like that. Who knows what happens during that process? They were basically like, we've got some work to do to try to fix it. Is that kind of a way to get around the limitations that Mm -hmm. we have here? Yeah. Yeah. So, what? I know. I, you know, like, you got to work on a global solution, not oh, just like dude. a dib section. Yeah. Let people just go around. And it's funny because like, of course, you know, we watch a lot of fraud and stuff like that. So my algorithm for these different <laughs> platforms like pushed me all this different shit. So like I've been watching all kinds of different things. One of them was like garlic. Um, we import. I forget what the percentage is, but it's high too. It's like of garlic. Yeah, like ninety percent of it comes from out of country, and most of it comes from, I believe, it's China and not Italy. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I learned th- through one of this documentary series that I watched was uh, much of it is pilled by um, prisoners in their prisons over there. 
and they do it by hand. But because they're sitting there for hours every day peeling this garlic so that, you know, we get the bulbs and everything, their nails fall off. So then they end up using their teeth to finish the process. And then it comes over here and gets packaged. Ew. (laughs) That's it. I just saw a way to get Uh, it out without having to peel it. On TikTok, I'll have you know. You can stab it with a knife and yes. come right out. I What I like to do, because I like roasted garlic, is I will <laughs> cut off one end, drizzle a little olive put oil, it in the oven. put it in the oven, get it roasted, and then just pop it out. So that's I right. like to do so it. So you like to lube it up and then stab I- it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes you need like I leave it up, I ease it out. Okay. <laughs> I sing it a little song. I put on some candlelight. It comes right out. But sometimes you gotta have it like raw, not cooked. True. It has For a those flavor. Whenever I do that though, I tend to um because I don't want to spend too much time like chopping and stuff like that. A lot of times I'll just get like the jarred with the Yeah, but has that been with someone's mouth on it? Probably, now? yeah. Now that I've watched that, yes, I would imagine that it has been. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> when I learned that, dude, I was so <laughs> horrified. <laughs> basically. And it was crazy no. because our federal government, um, so they're, they're like, well, we we don't see it. It's fine. Yep. They said, even though they saw video recording, an undercover video recording they of a, a man that had went there and captured the prisoners actually doing this, uh, they turned the cheek <laughs> and they, they said, away. fake news. <laughs> God. Dismiss the investigation. What kind of hellscape are we living in? <laughs> Continue to Please. bring in garlic that has been chewed on by somebody else's <laughs> mouth. They repackage it and they're like, bada bing. Forget it's about all it. good. Mm-hmm. You won't know. You're dumb. Nope. And then you're eating it in your spaghetti sauce. Well, you're cooking it, though. You're probably Putting cooking it, it on the your germs. garlic. That's bread. fine. <laughs> I, I stand corrected. No one eats raw garlic. <laughs> so her argument <laughs> is that we've cooked yeah. off the germs yep, somehow. That's right. Okay. All right. I, I think high I can, heat, everyone. I I high, high heat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we run it under the cold tap Unless for a little while. Unless you yourself picked it out of there. High heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, sweet Jesus. What yes. is going on? <laughs> that's a little bit of... Extra That's information horrifying. you didn't want to know. Wow, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> Sweet dreams. So uh, I looked at a bunch of different articles for this episode. Uh, I'd Mother say Jones. this guy was just going to commit crimes. Oh, I mean, yeah. Carlos, 100%. Yeah. I think he was born that way yeah. from Lady Gaga. Baby, um, I was born this way. <laughs> He's just going to be. I'm going to commit the crime. <laughs> I'm going to do a little time. <laughs> yeah, I think he just decided. And I'm going to do it again. I mean, you know, he was emulating Scarface. Yeah. So. Right there. Like, what? You could have anyone up on your wall. And you pick That's Scarface. That's you pick. Tony Montana. Yeah. <laughs> that pretty much was it all. Tony and next Coke to that was the Godfather. Yep. <laughs> I went out to Noah. I looked up a bunch of stuff from their website. Uh, I watched several documentaries. Um, of course, Rotten on Netflix, American Greed. American Greed's awesome. Yep. Vice actually also has their own series called Devoured. Uh, there is an episode called The Codfather, if you're interested. <laughs> If you just can't get enough of this dude. Yeah. Uh, the National counseling. Fisherman Viewpoints. I got information from them. South Coast Today, Herald News, New York Times, and a bunch Gloucester. of other articles. Yes. How do you say that? What? Gloucester. Oh, Gloucester, yeah. yeah. The Sea Silent. Not Gloucester. Yeah, not, I'd say Gloucester. 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 How do you say Worcester? I guess that's like a Boston Let's look type. That up. Pronunciation. How do you say Worcestershire? Oh, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> That's how it's going to sound. Oh, my God. I'm Let's like, break it. out the Chester. <laughs> Give me that sauce. 
It's going to be on here. I know it. Yep. First thing. What do they say? How do you pronounce Worcester? Worcestershire. What? Worcestershire. Here it is. Is that what you say? I say Worcestershire. That's what I say. I'm, I'm going to admit it. it. What do you say? Worcestershire. Okay. Okay, good. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Yeah. Worcestershire. I don't know. I'm going to call it the Shire. Here. Here we go again. Say it again. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. I want people to submit how they say it. Worcestershire. And we'll go with that. That's a freaking, <laughs> that's a mouthful, everyone. Uh, uh, okay. So that uh, basically concludes that this episode. wraps it up. I'm the Codfather. In a little chip for mm-hmm. the Codfather. Exactly. <laughs> Carlos. Carlos do better. Keep Come it real, on. Carlos. Jeez. I know. Louise. I Double think dipping, tax evading. Oh, he man. sounds great. Yeah. I think. Why don't you run for Congress, sir? <laughs> I think he's going to go back. Hopefully, George Santos will step down and there'll be a spot for you. <laughs> What's up with that dude, though? I don't know. Like, you can literally lie about every single thing and that's cool. Well, I guess we've really lowered the bar. What bar? That we're stepping yeah. over it at this point. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Like, we started to do the, what do you call it? <laughs> the limbo? <laughs> limbo? I'm like, mountain climbing? And <laughs> <laughs> the limbo. The limbo. It is. But we've just basically walked over it. We're it's no longer like ridiculous. bending over backwards to get I anything. don't understand. We've just decided there's no such thing all. as uh, any bar. Morals. Yeah, morals. Scruples. What is that? You can. You do you. you That's what I say. Embellish, which means lie. <laughs> you can literally, like, not one thing. Is his name even George Santos? Is I don't that know. even real? I heard that you can come up with your own truths. Right. And then they're valid. Alternative. They're alternative facts. truths. I heard that from Kellyanne. <laughs> Oh my god! She told me about that, which I I didn't even know existed, but now I do, and I have been using my own alternative facts. So and life is grand. Yeah, that's why I can't pronounce words correctly. In the us, (laughs) to me, the us is words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh lord! All right. Well, Uh, that was very um, educational. I'm glad you appreciated it. I did. I've been looking forward to this episode. Actually. I know you really have. You've been like chomping at the bit to talk You're about. You're like, this what guy. are we talking about? I was like, the, the Godfather. Godfather, the Godfather. <laughs> I want to do the Godfather. Okay, <laughs> check it off. We did it. <laughs> Woo! Oh my god! What's gonna be the next one? Get out, know? Carlos. Carlos. Oh, we're doing the movie again, right? Uh, let's see. We got Carlos. And the Codfather. I think she feels like she gets paid per Codfather <laughs> drop. <laughs> a dollar, uh, a oh, dollar. we have Jen Shaw will be oh, next. Okay, which just got she just got sentenced. I know um, she's been crying ever since. I know Teresa said that she just can't identify with that. So um, because Teresa do dice. Yes, you want to know why she, she can't identify? Because she went for months. No, because she did not do any of the crimes that she was okay. convicted of. You so. keep telling that line, lady. Yeah. She was on our podcast recently <laughs> saying that she's innocent. She's, she didn't do and it. And she would never. Never. I oh, would, my God. I would never. I would never, <laughs> ever try to scam money out of people. <laughs> or that kind of sounded like eat. Add Hooters, that kind of <laughs> yeah. That's turned what I was, to, that's what I was channeling. Uh, okay, because I love it when she does her mom fortune femester right there. Fortune shout out. <laughs> I would never eat at Hooters. Hooters. <laughs> Hilarious. Teresa was like, I would never, <laughs> but she's a new steal Jersey. from money or steal money from American Hooters. citizens <laughs> in the use. Oh God. So. I don't. Okay, Jen Shaw. Yeah. Timely. Jen Shaw. So, hope you're looking forward to it. Um, I am and I am not. I'm not really a fan of hers. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with her story, too, as well. I Very feel interesting. not too good about her. And now I'm say. wondering 
is the boob job she had done done with ill-gotten gains? I don't know. We'll leave it up to you during the next episode to decide. But Should they repossess? <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> we have actually brought that question up I before. I am flailing. If it's bought with ill-gotten gains, should it be given back? Breast implants? What are you well, going to no, do with Well, no, just anything in general. Yes. Okay. You should. So are we... How would you do plastic surgery now? Because, like, they can't reuse those bags. That's gross. That's like a biohazard. Yeah, I would agree with that. We got a good price on these used bags. (laughs) (laughs) Can you sell refurbished on, like, Amazon or Walmart? And I bet you, like, you could probably do it through the body trade somehow. (laughs) The DOJ's got their their auction and there's, like, two pairs up there. Double D's. <laughs> Gross. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. No. But I I guarantee you somebody would buy them. For sure. Not to not to use them probably in their body, but to have them and say, This is Jen Sauce boobs. Like for I got her titties. Fandom. <laughs> gross they'd be up on their shelf in their living room that is so gross that took a dark turn <laughs> that's what you're here for though oh right my folks gosh. right listeners that's right all right well okay bada bing this episode's <laughs> over capiche we're leaving yeah <laughs> see you next week all right dirty bitches have a good week bye bye